Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Up and at him. It's that time. What time is it? Kentucky Roll Call. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. With Walker and Roush. We are to wild and crazy guys. It's Friday. You did it. Congrats. You did it. Friday, November the 5th. You are listening to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. I'm Nick Roush. He is the Scooter Dingus, Justin Kalen. And there is a sports talker, TJ Walker. Gentlemen, how are we doing this Friday? Doing great. How are you? Uh... It was a it was a rough morning getting somebody out of bed and it wasn't me. So, uh, damn Brooke, just Duke, just not wasn't having it. Really, the 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 strategy of pushing back his bedtime to get him ready for fallback, failing miserably. We couldn't find shoes. It was a whole ordeal. But hey, we made it back. We made it on the radio on time. TJ, how's how's life in Dadland over at the Walker household? Not too bad. Same old, same old. No, no complaints over here. Ready for the weekend, big sports weekend, UK basketball game day, Nick Roush. Yeah, yeah, and then a UK football game. Lots of, lots of games. The crossover is officially here. I, uh, I had a moment yesterday where I was uh, talking with a friend, and I got, I got excited for the Duke game. It was the first time where it, it really hit me that in just a few days, Kentucky's playing Duke in Madison Square Garden. I've heard a lot of people say something similar to that. It seems like people are start to, starting to come around. I hope it's not because the football team's struggling a little bit, and I don't think it is. I think it's mostly just that game is right around the corner and people are pumped up for it. It's Kentucky-Duke. It, if mm-hmm. you have a pulse, you got to get a little pumped up for something like that. Right, right, right. And, and some of it, too, it's, you know, it takes getting here <laughs> for it to finally happen. Um, also, I had some friends who that they're going out to the Vegas game. Which I know we, we we mentioned it here, uh, talking about how we don't know ver- that many people going to MSG, but I actually do know a cu- quite a few folks who made the plans to go to Vegas for that game, and that's just going to Vegas to watch Kentucky. It's got to be a blast. I mean, especially if it's anything like the last game. Well, the last game was a loss and not fun at all. Oh yeah, you're right. That people forget that. The North Carolina game was not UK's last trip to Vegas. The last time they went to Vegas, they were there for a week. It was no. terrible. Well, yes, correct. Utah <laughs> and then the CBS Sports Classic, which um, who'd they lose to? That was it. Ohio State. Yeah, it was Ohio State, and then yeah, the Utah game against the little ginger point guard. Gosh, Utah was really bad, and that game started at eleven. But but we don't yeah we got an exhibition game tonight then Duke we're ways away from the Vegas game Nick Roush and like you mentioned we've got Tennessee tomorrow as well it is a huge UK sports weekend so text on into the Thornton text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty it's Friday so at some point today we're gonna need somebody to call in and be our participant for the home field apparel picks of the week contest which is very exciting and. We could theoretically give out a home field apparel t-shirt today. Uh, They said before big games, 
fire away, feel free. I would say Kentucky-Tennessee is a pretty big game. I'd say UK versus Miles College is a pretty big game, Roush. <laughs> is that who they play tonight? Peeing your pants is cool. Consider me Miles College. Absolutely. Uh, don't know anything about this team. Don't think anybody does. Don't think that's what's important here. But <laughs> Kentucky plays tonight. We're going to be doing giveaways. We're going to be having a good time. And when we say to call in 502-384-1450, you go ahead and you do it. But we'll do that a little later on in the show. We got to talk, uh, as we normally do, just kind of talk about the night before, the sports world before. Uh, High-scoring Thursday night football game last night. Yeah, the the, the over happened. Uh, really... Really needed our guy, Mike White, to be in the game. And I would have had a very profitable night, but uh, he got hurt. And I, I missed the play, actually, where it happened. Uh, still don't know how he got hurt. I guess it was his finger or hand or something. Yeah, something I didn't weird. Really, I had it on mute and was kind of watching back and forth. So I, I saw that he did get hurt. I also did not know the extent of the injury. Looked, there was looked a- like he hit his hand across a helmet slash arm of a defender who was coming in for the for the strip sack there. Um. Yeah, he just hit his hand on it. It looked like it. He has he hit his hand on his helmet and then off of his arm as well. He tried to come back. What was fun though, Justin, is we got Josh Johnson in the game, which I'm sure you all remember him from watching the XFL back in the day. And thing is, when you're a backup quarterback, you're taking advantage of every single snap you get. You've got to try to earn a paycheck. And there was what two minutes left. The Jets had to go 90 yards to cover. And Josh Johnson marches them all the way down to the 10-yard line. And then tip pass, interception, game over. <laughs> that's how that's how it goes. It was nice that the Jets kind of made that game competitive after being down so much to begin with. They still lost by 15, gave up 45 points. But, uh, you know, they, they, they showed a little bit of fight with their backs up against the wall. I could not imagine being a Jets football fan. Oh, no. You know, no, like we laughed. Like the Browns, obviously, but the Browns, at least recently, have had some things to get excited about. I guess the 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 Jets with Rex Ryan and Mark Sanchez had a nice little two or three year stretch. But besides that, and even those teams, they weren't fun to watch. They just had a great defense, so they won a lot of games. But they weren't fun to watch. It still was very painful. Could not imagine being a Jets fan. I think would be the worst well, fandom in the NFL, especially because if. At least like a Browns fan, most of them have Ohio State to fall back on. Like, if you're a Jets fan, who's your other team? The Mets? The Yankees. I mean, God. Oh, the Knicks. You finally made the playoffs for once in 20 years. Congrats. Like, that's just, man, New York City. Not for me. Get out of here, big city living. Probably a bunch of lifelong Brooklyn Nets fans, I can imagine. Oh, lots of lifelong Brooklyn Nets fans, I'm sure. Um. Man, suck at Jets. Uh, there was one part of the game where I think there was a fumble on every other snap. I saw that. I was I was locked in on that part. <laughs> that part was. Uh, I it was it was one of those things where you're just like, wait, no, they didn't really just fumble it again. And every single one of them, like the thing was, they weren't freakishly bad fumbles or anything either. It was just good defense, like guys yeah. punching the ball out. Yeah. It was, and the funny thing was, right before then, I think it was like Joe Buck was like, the Colts, one of the best takeaway teams in the country. And then they, I can't remember if they turned it, I can't remember who even started the turnover chain to begin with. But then in like the same sentence or the next sentence, and the Jets, they're one of the teams that give it up the the fewest. 
And then it was just like literally three straight back and forth between the two of turnover, giving it back, turnover, giving it back. Good, clean family fun on your Thursday night in the world of football. Ah, yeah. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Um, I got back to poker. There was some some poker. Breeders' Cup handicapping. Uh, I like the 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 perfect horse in the second race today. Just there you go. Something to circle in your programs, folks. Okay, definitely won't remember to do that. But if you put it on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page, maybe I will. Okay, all right, I'll do that. Um, the favorite in the juvenile is out. So lots of money to win. It's my last weekend to bet. Last time I'll ever get to bet essential quality in tomorrow's Breeders' Cup Classic. So you Aww. bet your sweet buns I'm unloading on that big boy. Oh, that's sweet. It's, it's a real shame. Real shame. They're retiring him. But hey, I get it. He's kicked a lot of ass. Go run him in the Breeders' Cup and then send him off to the, the farm where he gets to just enjoy his the rest of his days, just making love. Mm, yeah. Sounds great. I bet just, Justin wishes he could have such a lifestyle. That's right. Well, wait a minute. No, he doesn't. Well, he ain't got time for that. Yeah, you I mean, if all I, you don't if care all about it. If all I had to do is chill on the farm, I was retired, never had to work. Absolutely. Yeah, sign me up. And the, the ladies <laughs> came to you. That's right. Yeah. Best of best of all worlds there. If you, I thought uh, the ladies already came to you. Oh, they did. Oh, they certainly did. Justin had his own little stud fee. We talked about that on a Patreon way <laughs> <laughs> back in the day. Oh, that's just one of the all-time, one of the all-time classic stories. Rash, let me ask you a really dumb question, okay? Okay. Tennessee Duke. Cats can only get one of them. Who are you taking? Tennessee. You didn't think about it. Yeah, not even. No, no, because there's plenty of time to get over uh, a Duke loss for this Kentucky basketball team. And the football team, this game really does define the season. You either, because even if you lose and you have a nine and three year, you still feel like you left something on the table by losing three in a row in the middle of it. And you don't want to lose to a bad Tennessee team. Like it, it can just sour a great 6-0 start. And we can't have that happen. Need the 10-win year with New Year's 6 on the table. And need to beat Tennessee. So we deal with those idiots much more. I know you personally deal with the Duke um, crazies online probably a little bit more. But I, I, I just can't stay in Tennessee. The Duke game, I would be able to get over that loss much, much quicker. The correct answer is the Tennessee game. And it's really not like a subjective answer. It's not an opinionated answer. The correct answer to this hypothetical is the Tennessee game. In a perfect world, and I I, I don't know. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to wait till the end of the hour two to see what the gut's feeling on this Tennessee game. It's it's kind of gone back and forth, no strong, overwhelming feelings one way or another in this game. I do think the cats get Duke on Tuesday night. So I, I do think you're gonna get that one. The right answer for all the reasons you said is Tennessee. However, first game of the year, Coach K's farewell tour. If you could just guarantee yeah. a nice smackdown there, that'd be so sweet, Roush. That'd make me feel Gosh. so good the rest of the week. And I and my personal feelings and emotions shouldn't be attached to a sporting event that has no no actual bearing on my life and no impact on my life. But I just know if I go to bed Tuesday night and Kentucky's beaten Duke, whether by one or by ninety. 
I'm just going to be tickled the rest of the week. I'm just going to have a little pep in my step Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of next week. That that thing could go on for a while. Uh, who's who's to say? There's nothing better than beating Ratface Coach K, and the Cats may only have one more chance to do it. So I really do want that one on Tuesday, but the correct answer is Tennessee. Th- that is the crazy thing about it. You lose to Tennessee, you're still going 9-3, and three, although – I would say that Louisville one you wouldn't be able to completely sleepwalk through. And and you need to right, start doing right. better against Vandy and New Mexico because things have not really gone your way during this stretch. But if you lose to Tennessee, I I, I agree with you. I think we're going to look back at that 9-3 and three year and just say – What could have been. A lot of wins, but one at one point you had just beaten Florida and LSU – and you were basically playing for the East, and then things just went super, super south. So you win this one, you kind of get your mojo back. Kentucky kind of yep. hold their held, hold their head high for the remainder of the season. You get back in the New Year's Six conversation. I'd say at worst case at that point, if you're going two and ten or ten and two, excuse me, you are getting the Outback Bowl, which would be a lot of fun in Tampa. Worst case scenario there. I'm worried if Kentucky goes nine and three. You may get overlooked in the Outback Bowl. You could do the Citrus again, but you've kind of been there, done that. Right. And I don't know what would be next after that. Like, t- could you be nine and three going to the Texas Bowl or something like that? That wouldn't be a lot of fun. That wouldn't be ideal. That wouldn't be a good situation. So you beat Tennessee, and I think at worst, Nick Roush, you are locking up the Outback Bowl, which would be a lot of fun for Kentucky fans. And then you're still in a pretty good spot, maybe, to get in that New Year Six feeling peachy, as you've alluded to several oh, times yeah. this week. Oh yeah, feeling real peachy. And it but the the big the big part is is just not letting all of those good vibes kind of slide away because I, you know, Georgia losing to that team, you get it. it. It happens. Losing on the road to Mississippi State as bad as it was, I, I think like, you know, they turned it over a lot. That place stinks. If those are the two losses this year, then then so be it. But this Tennessee team they're not very good. Like this is a rebuilding year for Josh Heupel. You got to kick your rival while they're down, and they might not be down for long. Uh, so you really have to take advantage of this opportunity. You've won two out of four against them. Make it three out of five. You haven't won. I think it's seventy-seven was the last time you beat both Tennessee and Florida. Let's let's keep checking off some boxes. It's knocking down some doors, as Stoops likes to say. Doing things that haven't been done around here in a long time. This has been a special year. Let's keep that momentum rolling with a big win over the Vols Saturday night at Kroger Field. And Kentucky's team needs to have that mindset that this series, the last four years, so you seniors, you've gotten two and two in those games. And while the wins have been a lot of fun, especially the one in Knoxville two years ago, or last year, excuse me, was an absolute blast, Mm -hmm. a lot of heartbreak. Two years ago at home, Lynn yeah. Bowden can't get in the end zone. That one stunk. Keep yeah. that fresh in your mind because that was the last time you played this ugly, dirty orange team in the Crow. Keep that one in mind because that one really stunk. Kentucky was the better team that day, even without a real quarterback, and just came up a yard short. And credit to Tennessee's defense. They were the only team really to, to have a little bit of success against Lynn Bowden once Kentucky's offense was kind of humming and figured out what to do in that situation. Then – an 18, Roush, a similar, kind of a similar situation to this year, as much as we don't like to, to talk about it. Kentucky, far superior of a team in 2018 than Tennessee. Of course, that game was on the road. And 
Tennessee just really took it to Kentucky. Kentucky kind of came out sleepwalking, never really woke up in that game. The Hell Mary at the end of the half didn't do anybody any favors, but I I chalked that up to just Kentucky not really being into it. That was that summed up the entire game. That was the epitome. That one play was the epitome of the entire afternoon in Knoxville back in 2018. So you lost those two games when you were the better team, in my opinion. You won in 17. You clearly dominated last year. This is the best of five series. Take care of business. Win. Win. I, I don't I don't like the mindset of like, oh, well, and I don't think this team has it, but I do think some fans have it of, oh, it's Tennessee. I just – and Roush, you kind of did it in the preseason, although, you know, they're picks. Who cares? Nobody gets too worked up about it. But it's Tennessee, and I've, I've watched enough Kentucky football. Last four years, this has been an even series. Kentucky should take the advantage in the series in the last five years. Tomorrow night at the Krogue, that is not insignificant. That is a big deal because that is yet again another SEC program, Roush. In recent history, Kentucky is leading the series or at least 500 or better in the series. Right now it's 500. Make it better. Then you're looking at 500 or better the last several years. Kentucky is 500 or better against Florida. Better than Tennessee. Better than South Carolina. It would be 500 with Mississippi State. It would be better than Missouri. It'd be better than Vandy. So where would that put you in the SEC East pecking order there? That's numero dos. That's good. Yep. That's where we want to yep. be. Don't give up an inch to Tennessee with all the momentum that Kentucky has built the last few seasons. Tennessee is down. Roush is right. That hype has gotten some momentum there. They're starting to get fans back in the seats, get people excited. They're getting a little momentum on the recruiting trail. Don't let them take this big leap past us. We're ahead of them right now. A win, Tennessee wins at the Krogue on Saturday night. You're going to get the old SEC narratives of, okay, Kentucky is Kentucky, and Tennessee is a better program than they are. And that could have some repercussions on the recruiting trail. We don't want that. Kentucky's got a couple nice players in the state of Tennessee right now, and there could be more added to that list. We We don't need anything shifting. We don't need this big orange wave coming down. And that's the beauty of tomorrow night is Kentucky can control its own destiny in this whole regard. You want to still be thought of as a better program than Tennessee? Take care of business. And take care of business in a big way. Go out there, punch them in the mouth, dominate the trenches. The issue is, Roush, I worry about this secondary against Tennessee. Yeah, which it's, it's reasonable too. I mean, t- the weakness of the defense would be the cornerback position. That's why it's a big game for use of Corker. Um, but I think it's also a big game for the Kentucky defensive line. J.J. Weaver, Josiah Hayes, Justin Rogers, Josh Pascal. This is a game Josh Pascal can eat. Tennessee's got a banged-up offensive line. Um, Cade Mays is their only offensive lineman with a pulse, and he's been kind of in and out with injuries. He's banged up. So Tennessee gives up more sacks than any team in the SEC. If you want to make sure they aren't hitting those big plays, just get lined up and then get a good pass rush on Hendon Hooker. Hit him early and often. So uh, there is a recipe for success. And uh, in, in with that success, TJ, you mentioned the recruiting aspect. Another big recruiting weekend at Kroger Field. And it's I was surprised at the guest list, TJ, because it was such a, an impressive group of kids. Uh, and and the, particularly... John Summerall, he does this thing uh, where he's really quiet about who he's recruiting in the South until it gets close to signing day and we start to figure out. 
He's been working on Kobe Albert, even though the wide receiver committed to Auburn over the summer. He's gotten getting him up here for a visit. And he's getting Josh Josephs, a four-star top 150 uh, outside linebacker slash defensive end from Georgia to come up for a visit this weekend. Those are two significant visits. On top of that, Emil Wagner's coming back down. You really like where Kentucky stands with him going into his decision next week. So uh, Keontae Goodwin, obviously, he's going to be back. A lot of big names. There's a four-star uh, Christian Conyer in the 2023 class from the state of Kentucky, Dakota Patterson. I just rattled off a lot of names, but the – that's what you get for big-time games like this. It's the last big-time game of the year. You can really put your stamp on this season. Because part of that too, TJ, rec recruiting is all kind of momentum-based. And you don't lose any momentum if you if you come out there and you punch Tennessee in the mouth. If you beat a team you hate. And make no mistake, this these guys hate Tennessee. And they hate Tennessee probably more than any other team, them or Florida. Louisville's like not even really on their radar. You know, Josh Ali and Isaiah Epps, they they had to kind of pump their brakes when they were on pin it deep on Sunday. But they admitted as much that Tennessee is the team you want to beat at Kentucky. So uh, I, I would be shocked if they came out sleepwalking. I think Mississippi State woke them up and they're going to be ready to play uh, this Saturday at Kroger Field. And for the first time since the LSU game, they'll have the – if they are a little sluggish, if they have a few bad series, a few bad possessions, they'll have the crowd there to pump them up, get them going. Yes, yes, definitely. I, I did see there's something else to – like Kentucky's been a good starting team this year for the most part. Tennessee has as well. Uh, I, I don't have the number in front of me, but they're outscoring their opponents at a crazy clip in the first quarter. Like that, They just jump out on teams really fast in a hurry so uh that's that's going to be crucial uh next saturday because I, I don't know how well tennessee's built to, to play from behind do you all anticipate a lot of volunteer fans making the trip uh i think they're going to volunteer to stay home this weekend oh i don't think it i it won't be anything more than normal i would imagine i yeah. bet they'll, they'll have their that they they show up pretty well for the most part and then of course that ugly ass orange always just stands out so yeah. you notice you notice it a little bit more but uh it won't be anything crazy no no nothing crazy but you're right just that color it just ugh, really puts a bad taste in your mouth Every time I hear of Tennessee, I think back to the blind side and Sandra Bullock, that god-awful orange. It really is a terrible orange. That's not just like a Kentucky fan thing. It's just there are nice oranges in college sports. And Auburn's orange, I think, is, is a great I really like. college yeah. color. Like, you mix Miami. orange with purple or you mix orange with uh, blue. I'm a big fan of that as well. Yeah, orange yeah. with green, you know, the Miami aspect of it. Very tropical, very nice. Let's all get tropical. Orange, the ugly puke orange oh. with just white, it's not complimentary for anybody. And that's why, unfortunately, nobody looks good wearing that orange. Nobody does. Nobody Especially does. Especially Tennessee. Uh, 124 to 30 is how Tennessee's outscoring their opponents. Uh, twice scored 28 points in the opening quarter of an SEC game. Now, it was Missouri and Vandy, but, you know, still. Kept a lot of points. Against Missouri. They can score in a hurry. Got to get lined up. Got to get lined up. Well, let's go to a break. There's one other angle of this game tomorrow I'm curious to pick your brain on, Roush. I think Kentucky maybe has 
uh, a nice advantage that people have talked about, but maybe not talked about enough. So we'll bring that up here on Kentucky Roll Call. Remember, stand by the phones, Home Field Apparel, Picks of the Week segment. You can be entered to win the Home Field Apparel prize pack, which we'll give away in January. But my goodness gracious, you're going to want to have a chance to win. Demetrius right now, our clubhouse leader, but just with one point. Morpheus. Morpheus. What I say, Demetrius? I think that's the name I said for the Northern Kentucky fan yesterday, just using a, a fake name. Yes, you're you are right about that. It was <laughs> <laughs> probably won't be the last time that I that I get that I get that name wrong. So go ahead and whoever calls in today, just get ahead of Morpheus and uh, yeah, tell him and, to suck it, and then we don't have to worry about Morpheus's name anymore. But we'll tell you more about that. We'll tell you when to call in later on in the show. You're listening to KRC. It's a Friday edition. We're all pumped up. We're all ready to go. TJ Walker, Nick Rowe, oh, Justin Taylor. We'll be right back. The world could show nothing to me. So what good would living do me? God only knows what I'd be without you. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's what I'm talking about, man. Can I give a PSA to some of the older generation? Please. My mom just texted me. She said, is the station down? Fair question, because you never really know with the big exports radio. No. But normally we'll, we'll get multiple texts. We'll get multiple people saying the right. station's down. And as a reminder, somebody that listens to the Big X a lot during the day, whether it's Beers with Spears or it's the Mike Rutherford show or the Hoosier Report, I'm tuned in to the Big X most of the day. I listen on the TuneIn app. Uh, on my desktop, just Google TuneIn Kentucky Roll Call, bada boom, bada bing, or TuneIn Big X Sports Radio, I should say. TuneIn Big X Sports Radio. Pops up. I listen on my desktop all day. There are a few times throughout the day where the stream will just stop. I don't know why. I don't know if it's a station thing. I don't know if it's a tune-in thing. But all I do, Roush, is just refresh it. Bada boom, bada bing. Nine out of ten times, it's working again. Now, the one out of ten times that it doesn't work when you refresh it, that means it is a station thing. And the, the station is down. And our streaming is not working. Now, of course, if that happens usually run to a radio dial, and you can listen on either 96.1 FM or 1450 AM. But if you don't have a radio dial accessible, you're going to probably have to catch us on the podcast, wherever you get your podcast. And again, if you're wondering, well, what, how do I get the podcast? What do I, how do, what do I do for that? Just Google Kentucky Roll Call Podcast. My PSA to the older generation, and I'm specifically talking to my parents who I love dearly and owe everything to, if you all ever need help with something, Google what you need help with and then hit search. And then just let's, you know, one of the first few options. It could it could be one of the first few things up there. I know that there are plenty of older folks that know how to utilize Google very, very well. But you can be very specific. You can Google what time does Kentucky play Miles tonight? And I bet one of the first few searches, Roush, you're going to get your answer right then and there. 
So as a reminder, specifically talking to my parents, if you ever need help with something, just Google. Type it in the Google search. It's really good. It's efficient. And it'll pop up. So if you ever need ways to listen to Kentucky Roll Call, Google. And as always, uh, you can tell your Alexa or Siri, play big exports. That's right true. That's Plenty true. of ways to li- listen to KRC. I, um, I've i got a question. Justin, Did you? Um, how are you feeling this morning? You, you feeling refreshed? Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm refreshed. More so than I would have been if I came out and played poker. Oh, so you're you're not wow. tired? Not tired. Wow. Not tired at all? Are you sure? Uh, maybe a smidge, but not really. Oh, okay. He's, you you he's probably sick. still stayed up to watch the Jets game, didn't you? Oh, hell no. The second that game was 21-7, I was like, I'm out of here. I went to bed before 9.30 last night. It was oh, great. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The yeah. only thing that has Justin tired is being sick and tired of being sick and tired. Oh, That's right. Man. Always sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> yeah, I... Uh, uh, Justin was all in. Uh, he he was ready to come play some cards, and then about an hour before, actually, I don't want to be tired in the morning. I was like, okay, yeah, you're gonna go. To it wasn't about the morning though, Nick. It was what? about it was about my game tonight. They always say you need eight hours of sleep before oh a big God. game. So what you you get very little. You admittedly get very little sleep before you come on and do our radio show. What the hell well, is that all about? It, well, oh. Thursdays. Thursdays are the day I try to get eight hours of sleep so I can be in tip-top shape tonight. Yeah, but when are you ever in tip-top shape for us? Always. Yeah, Today. Yesterday you, yesterday you had one of your best shows in KRC history, and today you followed it up with a complete and total stinker. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> we, we've still got time, boys. I got time to make it up. You were I will say, yesterday, yesterday was an all-time day for the Scoots. Oh, it so was, yeah. One-liner after one-liner. Uh, they were hitting. It was funny. It just nothing. Things Trevor never in his wildest dreams could do. Yeah, I don't. That's why, that's why you should have tested your luck at poker. But I guess it, it wasn't meant to be. You weren't meant to make any money. I, so wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have been invited back, Nick, because I would have just taken all the money last night. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hey, speaking of uh, sick and tired, you know what I'm sick and tired of for real, though? Justin, I am, said, Justin said during the break he has a bone to pick with me, so I think this could be the bone, folks. This yes. is the bone. I am sick and tired of hearing about I think you should leave. Oh, I don't care. Watch it. I watched – TJ, I watched two episodes last night. Watched one. I was like, man, this is really dumb. Oh, I was like, oh, let me, give, let me give it a shot. Watch it again. So I watched another episode. Terrible. That show's awful. <laughs> what, what what which which skits did you watch? Um, God, I can't even remember now. I'll have to I'll have to go back and look. I'll I'll get back with you on. But that. it was like the were the first two episodes of the first season. I'm assuming. I I think they were. Although the way that it was on Netflix was a little confusing, so I don't know what episode it was. It's certainly not for everybody, and yeah, it's yeah. it's a, it's a good parameter of how somebody's sense of humor and how funny they are. So this actually really checks out. All yeah. things considered. It that does. being said, I do wonder what skits you watch. There are some skits that aren't great. I remember I remember the whoopee cushion one. <laughs> the whoopee cushion. Um <laughs> that that one probably made me laugh more than any of the others, but yeah, it just overall wasn't wasn't that funny. The the, the hot dog guy is my favorite. Um man. Yeah, somebody you, you see no. the guy that the one that the, the hot dog car that crashed into the store? No, I didn't see that one. Yeah, that one one's an all time. So we all just turn around. Whoever did this, we just let them go. Mess up. 
<laughs> hey, good for you for at least giving it a shot. It's yeah, not I, for everybody. There, there are skits that are hilarious. There are skits that are not great. And sometimes we've like, if we've had people over or I'm at a friend's house or something, and a few of the people that do like it, you know, we get to drinking and we get to talking about the skits and we start cracking up. We'll put it on the TV. And yeah, it seems like always there'll be like 20% of the audience, 30% of the audience will just be like, I don't get why this is so funny. I don't understand. Yeah. The One funniness of- in it, Justin, is just the stupidity of the yeah. humor and the creativity of the silly situations. And it's yeah, just like, no- how, does, how does this stuff happen in somebody's brain? Like, how do you come up with this stuff? That's the thing. I'm not really big into the stupid humor. I will tell you, the other skit I watched, um, it was somewhat funny as well. The He was giving his buddy the gift and he wanted his receipt back because the guy liked it. <laughs> that's, one the, that's one of the best ones. Oh. Yeah, that, that one was that one was pretty good. <laughs> we do that every holiday now. Mom, if you like it, give me the receipt back. Yeah, my, my mom, she's just naturally uh, – mom getting a lot of shout-outs today. She's naturally just somebody that, like, when she gives a gift, she'll her first thing will be like, oh, so you don't like it? Or she'll make a dinner. <laughs> And she'll be like, it wasn't very good, was it? And like, clearly it's a, a, a toy to get, you know, it's a, it's a way to get a little affirmation. And rightfully so. She deserves it. She, she is an awesome cook and she's an unbelievable gift giver. And we've had great Christmases growing up and very lucky for that. But now the joke is anytime she does any of that, we'll just be like, mom, you want me to eat the receipt? I'll eat the receipt. And there's been some receipt eating at our Christmases over the last few years. That was a good one, Justin. I'm glad you at least saw that one. So the other two that I saw were you had the creepy guy on the plane that was crying because his trip was ruined. And then you had him opening the door the opposite way and breaking the hinge. The door one's kind of a classic. I think you should like that. That's kind of the humor. Just like, you know, it's not. It's not knock knock jokes. It's just awkward situations and stuff like that. The door one really makes me laugh. Uh, again, if you haven't seen it, you don't know what we're talking about, so we need to at least move on. But Justin, I tip my cap to you. You tried something new. You heard something. Uh, you heard a recommendation. You gave it a shot. I will say, the more and more you watch it, the more you will like it. That's a guarantee. But you gave it a shot, and I'm proud of you, buddy. Thanks. That's rare for me. I don't usually try new things. You don't. You really don't. You don't. So, not well enough done, time buddy. either. That's right. Yeah, uh, I made Roush. Roush, we you got our jersey update for today. Yeah, got our jersey update for today, and the update is Kentucky will be wearing jerseys Saturday against Tennessee. Unbelievable! That's that is you heard it here first on KRC. Jerseys yeah. will be worn against the Volunteers. They're not going naked. Roush, yep. one thing that I feel like has been discussed. And I'm curious if what the coaches have said about it and what do you think about it? How big of an advantage does Kentucky have seeing this quarterback before? Having to having a month to prepare for him before. Um huh. of course, going back to the Belk Bowl game against Virginia Tech, Hooker was Virginia Tech starting quarterback. Had an okay game. Yeah, okay numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That game, it was um he threw a really nice touchdown pass. Uh that Got caught on Brandon Eccles. I remember that specifically, but yeah, I uh, I don't know. I mean, how many times do you see the same quarterback twice? Kind of often, right? I mean, eh, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's often. I'd say it's 
But SEC play, I, half of your quarterbacks are probably returners versus half are newcomers. Yeah, I'd year. say on a given year, and that could that could skew maybe 60-40 one way or another in a given year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, it's not totally You know, maybe it. there's – right. And it, I, I will say the, the difference in Hooker now versus at Virginia Tech, they are running him a lot more. Uh, so you have to be more cognizant of that. Uh, so I – I would think that they are at least know what kind of guy he is. Like I, I remember uh, very clearly going up against a guy who uh, played quarterback at West Virginia for a little bit, and the first time hitting him, being like, "Oh, this guy's a lot bigger than I thought." They're not going to have that sort of surprise. They're going to know that he's kind of a little guy. He's really slippery. How to corral him? But for the most part, I don't think it's this huge sort of advantage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Hooker's good. He's their best player. And if you can mitigate the stress that he puts on you, then, uh, I mean, that's that's really the key to the game is some slowing him down, making sure that he's not playing well. Because when he's on one, he's good. He, he, he's been the key to their success. Um, so I, I, I really am disappointed we aren't guaranteed the Joe Milton experience, but I would love to see it. Absolutely would love to see it. Love some Joe Milton. Joe Milton, I don't – do you think the the end zones, the the way that Kroger Field is set up, he could sail some out of the stadium. It, now, yeah. if, you know, if you had the double – if you had the double side, the double level in the end zones, maybe not so much, but with it kind of being open like that. Right. You'd have to worry about it. If he you're in the red lot, I'd be careful. Keep Seriously. your head on a swivel during the game. Those handicap spots through. in the VIP section, mm-hmm. they could be in trouble. Yeah, you you if you're outside of gate four or what gate is it that I'm at? Three. Well, yeah, I, I legitimately don't know. You, it was four, and you were telling people three. Or was it three? And I Which, was by the way, four. Are you? Uh, I'm in, baby. There's a big four, so you 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 will be there. I'll be there. I'll just be my last time at the Krogue this season, and I'm going out with a bang. Uh, no, just kidding. Probably be uh, probably won't make a huge day out of it, but going, I'm going to be happy to be there. And then, of course, I'll be at Papa John's, Papa Murphy's, don't call me Papa John's, Golden Eagles, Cardinal Stadium. And I'm excited about that. But this will be this will be my swan song at the Krogue for this season. So don't let me down, Caps. Hey, when Papa you get your Murphy's, Louisville tickets. Papa John's, Golden Murphy. <laughs> when you get Golden your Louisville Eagles. tickets, give me one. Get you one. Scoots. Yeah, that's got that's my KRC game. All right. Well, you didn't go to the Krogue, though. Well, I wanted to go to Tennessee, but I didn't get an invite. So I guess we'll have to plan for Louisville. Oh, yeah, because it's my responsibility to make sure Justin <laughs> goes to these games. <laughs> Y'all uh, want me to go to one? You should have gone to the Krogue this season at some point. You can, you can ride up. You're pretty small. I bet you could squeeze in the bleachers with us. Oh, I bet you could. Yeah, no no issues. Roush, you, you're working the UofL game, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. But I'll... Um, oh, that's good. You're going to be in the press box with all the butt slappers. Oh, yeah. In the, the carving table. Boy, were they happy to get them a commitment last night. Gosh! They finally got so, one from the state of Kentucky. Congrats. The, uh, you feel so bad just, like, wanting to, like, poo-poo on excitement. But... The spin zone from U of L football recruiting is just ridiculous. Like, you've got to be kidding me, you all. Trying to spin this as like our star rating is the second highest we've ever had across the board. You were ranked 83rd. 
Your class is ranked 83rd. You're behind Louisiana Tech. You're behind Northern Illinois. You're barely ahead Man. of Ball State. Your class is ranked 83rd. It's not a good class. It is, this is not a good recruiting class. U of L recruiting, U of L fans, you're going to do this again. You're doing it again. It's not good. Hold people accountable. This is their big recruiting weekend this weekend for it, the Clemson game. It is. They're hosting two Southern Miss decommits, a prospect with only FCFs offers, and zero blue chip recruits, aka four stars. Not great, Bob. Not great. Uh, that's. But hey, Southern Misty commits. That's good. But like that, I, you know, I'm not kidding. There was a lot of that yesterday. Of like, the, is Satterfield actually on to something here? If you break it down this way and you do that, no, he's not on to something. It's a bad class. I do think it was a good idea to to land the male kid because he wanted to be at U of L. Of course. Puts the UK hat up there, but didn't have a committable offer. That's always good, clean family fun. Oh, that, yeah. being, that, that being said, I, I think it was good, a wise move of U of L just to just to be able to be at mail and put your arm around somebody and be like, "Hey, we're still here. We're still that yep. university. You just get back on sixty five. You go down about uh, you pass the waters, then bada boom, bada bing, and we're right there." It was good of them to do that. But Roush, you talk to anybody in high school football, Brown has not been. It, yeah, he's been he's like third fiddle player. on that male defensive line. Yeah, which, has some, been, ta- which uh, has some talent. To be fair, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, not, not his best year, but you know what? They needed defensive linemen. They needed to get back into the city of Louisville, especially at male high school. So it was a good win for them. Good win for them. And he uh, really, he really fits like in well. Going to Illinois. That's true. You're right about that. And it, he'll fit in nicely with their undersized defensive line. So it's a good fit. Yeah, real good fit. See what you did there. All right. We need our home field apparel caller right this very second. 502-384-1450. First person that gets in, you're the contestant. Do we have any rules on, like, the same person calling multiple weeks? There's a little part of me that says, like, let it rip, baby. If you get in, you get in. If you're listening live, it means that much to you. I almost want that. That would be my take, but this is a democracy. Justin Roush, what do you all think? Uh, I'm. Uh, I it's fine with me if we roll with it. And now, if we just keep getting the same person over and over, then then, then, may, then maybe yeah. But some one week we're gonna we're gonna throw it over to a to a podcaster somehow. We'll, we'll we will mix it up every now and then. Justin, what do you got? I, I was just gonna say if it uh if he changes his name every time, I'm good with it. Just don't call the text line. That's one thing you can't do yeah, in a situation can't, like this. Can't call call the text text line. Line. You call the text line and we'll automatically disqualify you. 384-1450. is the phone line, not the text line. <laughs> the, no- the noises. <laughs> that's, that's the second person that's called the text line. It, don't, just don't call the text line. Darn it. Don't call the text line. Now. All that being said, remember, we need three gambling picks for you against the spread. Three gambling picks for you against the spread. If you don't know the spread, you can just tell us the games. We'll go with the – you just tell us the team. We'll, you'll take the points one way or another. You'll give the points. You'll take the points. We'll go from there. So home field apparel picks of the week. And we'll do this. If you become the clubhouse leader this week, we'll get you a home field apparel T-shirt. If you become the clubhouse leader. 
Woo! A lot on the line. A lot there. on the line. Okay. Uh, 502-384-1450. Justin, you let us know if we get somebody. We got John on the line. We got John! John! Hey, John, how are you? Hello, Biscuits Raisin Morning. How's it going, guys? Wow, this is this is hello. It's John here. Hey, John. Oh man, John, this is such a pleasure, such a treat. Good, good to hear from you guys. Uh, talking to you one on one here. Absolutely, I saw you went to the Evansville game last night, John. You did not dress up as a crazy fan. No, 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 nothing crazy. I didn't want all that uh, responsibility on me just yet. I, I'm taking baby steps. Understandable, understandable. Did Evansville get the win? Yeah, they won by ten. Yep. That um, that Boyd player, uh, I think he scored twenty two or something for Kentucky Wesleyan, twenty one or twenty two. So he had another good showing. So that 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 kid, that kid there is going to be a good player. So in those two games, averaging twenty five points per game against Evansville and Kentucky, not too not too shabby. Uh, that that's a that appreciate the update there, John. Uh, he certainly had success scoring against Kentucky. Let's get this thing started. We want to save your lock of the week for last. So can we get your two gambling picks and then we'll go to your lock, John. The floor is yours. Okay. Let, I had the uh, the fantasy part pulled up that I don't know if everybody's still paying attention to the uh, fantasy part for the KRC. Um, I had that pulled up. I want to use that because that's just some of the games I've already picked and I like using our conference and stuff like that. If you guys don't mind, um, absolutely. Hey, it's your, it's your. The floor is yours. Okay, uh, you know the the safer picks here. So you need three picks total. Is that correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Three picks total. Okay. Two and a lock. Okay. All right. So uh, let's see. Uh, you know this. I'm going to take the Auburn Tigers uh, plus four and a half against the Aggies. I I, I like Auburn. I think they're a good team. I'm I'm looking forward to uh, they're a six and two team. I I, I really just like Auburn. I, I don't know why. I don't really have a, a set reason. Uh, I guess it's just right. like having soup in a bag. I'm not for sure why you would do it, but I like them. So that <laughs> works. Hey, that's fine. Uh, we have all been really really bad picking, so no reason probably better than our terrible reason. So you're you're on fire, buddy. What's number two? All right, number two. Uh, I got to take a. Our cats, uh, you know, I, I like them. Uh, it says, uh, yeah, as, as a favorite here by one, but I, I'd be willing to say the cats are going to win by 10-plus. So, I mean, I got yeah. the cats in there to do that. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Hey, for, is... what it's worth, for what it's worth, John, I've got Auburn at five and Kentucky as a pick them. A little oh, better. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, those, those two should be solid. I, I guess the pick, the pick of the uh, lock of the week um, – you know, I I guess I'm going to take a the Ole Miss, you know, at home against the, against Liberty Flames. I mean, that should be an easy game for uh, Ole Miss there. They should be able to take care of business there and get that done and represent the SEC. So I, I think yeah. that's a lock. There shouldn't be any doubt about that at all. Yeah, I've got it. At, I've got it at nine and a half right now. It's a really weird line. Like Ole Miss hosting Liberty. Ole Miss puts up a ton of points, even if Liberty does too. It's still Ole Miss. Certainly, they can win this game by two touchdowns plus, or a touchdown and a field goal gets the cover. That's a weird line, John. Sometimes when lines are that weird, I stay away. But guess what? 
if Ole Miss covers nine and a half, you'll automatically be in first place in the home field apparel pick'em contest because you only need a point to tie. So two points on the lock of the week, that would put you in first place. That would get you a T-shirt on Monday. How about that? I mean, that'd be fantastic. It, it, let me, can I say one thing about uh, first earlier segment? I was up early this morning. My son was out wrestling. I sent a text in, too. But anyways, uh, I want to say just one quick thing, and, and I hope you guys give me a chance to, um, about that, you know, Kentucky and Duke and then, you know, Kentucky and uh, Tennessee game and, and the importance of the games. So uh, just real quickly, guys, here's my opinion on this. Kentucky has to win against Duke with the season that we had last year with some type of excitement finally starting to hit the fan base, you go in there and you lose by 15 or 20 to Duke, oh, my gosh. I mean, if we thought the hot seat conversations about John Calipari were bad last year, they'll get bad early in the first game of the season. I know we got plenty of time to make it up, but y'all know it's a snowball effect sometimes. So if you carry over from last season, that horrible season, you carry over and you lose by 15 or 12 to Duke to start the season, and then you don't show too good against one of your weaker opponents the next few games after that, Man, that snowball's a little gets a little too heavy, and you just can't handle it. It's like having cement in the you know the ocean; you're gonna sink to the bottom. So, uh, I mean, you know, if we I, we'll beat Tennessee, guys. We, there's no worrying about beating Tennessee. We are at home. We're we are a better football program. We're a better football team. We'll beat Tennessee, guys. I'm worried about Duke. Uh, I, I'm not worried about if we're gonna win. I'm worried about if we just choke up. We don't do what we're uh, program as a program to do, and we fail. It, it could be a snowball effect. So we need the Duke victory, we're getting the victory over Tennessee, period. Yeah. Love it. John, yeah. if we got more calls Love like that, we'd take we'd take more calls. That was awesome. You have a great day. Best of luck in the home field. We're going to take it to our hour one break. Hour two, though, I do think we need to talk a little bit about that because you brought up a lot of good points, and especially in the era of nil, we thought the worst of the worst of our fan base, of this the whiniest of the whiniest, we thought they were bad before. Wait till they can play the angle, too busy about the money, too busy about eating caviar. It's going to be unbearable. So we do need to at least bring that up. John, great call. Best of luck in the home field apparel pick contest. Yeah. Best we- of luck to your Chiefs, too. Uh, suck it, Packers. Hey, you suck it, buddy. Good luck, PJ. And don't worry about it, man. If, if Aaron was there, it'd be a way better game. And I mean, like I said, I mean, y'all had a way better percent of chance to win when he was there. So if we beat you, we beat you, whatever, man. But I think you guys are the better team right now in football, and there's no arguing that. You know, I mean, you and the Dallas Cowboys and some others, but you're better than the Chiefs right now if Aaron's there. So, period. But, yeah. Thank Good you, luck, John. Man. I appreciate it. I've been working really hard to hear people tell me that stuff. I am the best team in football. Hour one done. Hour two, Kentucky Roll Call coming up next here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Friday edition of the show, game day edition of the show as Kentucky finishes up its exhibition Schedule against Miles, Miles Davis, Miles, what are some other famous Miles? I got Miles Davis. 
Yeah. Miles Sanders. Um, Miles Sanders. Uh, classic joke, but um, I had a friend who his last name was Davis, so we started calling him Miles Davis. And uh, when you're younger, they asked, why, why do they call you Miles Davis? Because he's miles away from finishing high school. <laughs> he was never going to finish. <laughs> oh. Miles Teller? Oh, I like Miles Teller. He's he's a good actor. That Whiplash movie is pretty good. That's all uh, I got. Penn and Teller. Is that how this naming game works? No, it's not how it works. Um, it is Hall of Fame weekend. Did we mention that? No. Yeah, it's Hall of Fame weekend. Uh, and I believe Nazi Muhammad is one. I, I'm a little confused by who all is going to be here because they're also having the 2020 class of folks come in. Um, so, but I believe Nazi Muhammad's one of them, at least for basketball. So I'm sure. Um, I, I'm a little curious though. I thought they were doing the induction thing tonight, but I guess they can't be doing that during a basketball game, right? Uh, don't know. Maybe. Maybe that's a good way to. Honor them. Take them out on the floor. Yeah. yeah, Ron Mercer and Wayne Turner are the ones from 2020. Nazis in this one. Um, and then you've got Danny Trevathan and Larry Warford are your reps from the football side of things. So uh, I'm sure they'll have them all out for the football game. They'll, they'll they'll bring out the Hall of Fame class at some point, I'm sure. So uh should be, uh, should be good. Lo lo love seeing some of those guys back. Absolutely. Always cool. And uh -huh. at least for the – class inductions i've i've known somebody that's gone through it spare no expenses it is nice. a real real hoot nanny antoine walker is uh back uh for the event looking looking thick not like th like he's just his head is just really large now oh do we he's have any I isaiah hayes updates or uh josiah hayes josiah yeah hayes. his neck is still thick but uh, Antoine Walker's head is definitely thicker. Definitely gotcha. Thicker. Gotcha. Yeah. I was wondering where it, it, it fell in line with the Hayes neck comparisons. Yeah. But you shout out to Antoine. He's looking pretty trim elsewhere. So, Good. Good. Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. And Nazi always looking sharp. Is he, he's still with Oklahoma city, right? Doing like the GM for their G league team, I believe. Yeah. He's definitely still in the NBA in a role similar to that. I don't know if it's at OKC or not though. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, but th it's always yeah, fun, he, Hall of Fame weekend. He is a pro scout for the Thunder. Nice. Yeah, we'll end up getting uh, some like cool Hall of Fame speeches tonight, too. Being a pro scout would be a pretty cool gig. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. I, it, now, here's... I'm curious the differences between basketball pro scout and football. Because like I see a lot of pro football scouts at... Like they they're they go to practices, they're at Kroger Field for the games. And I just wonder how much is like the day to day, it feels like it's kind of a grind. And that's the like that's the scout job is almost like a you're like a GA before you become a coach kind of deal. The scout feels like the first job you gotta put in before you get like a really big front office job, you know? For the NFL or NBA? Both. Like, NBA, it's, like, it's almost it, like the training grounds kind of deal. I, I guess, you know, there's a million ways to skin a – well, I don't want to say cat. That wouldn't be a very nice thing to say on such a big sports weekend. But no, there's no. different there's different paths and different careers. I, I, I was going to say I felt like in a 
NBA scouts were just old folks looking to pass the time. Well, um, like I've been to I've Jones been to a lot of McDonald's All American games. I, I've been to a lot of McDonald's All American games where it's like the wall of scouts that are next to the media member and nobody's under seventy. You're right. I mean, I mean, obviously there are counter examples of that, but that right, right. It's a, and you're you're right in that there are a lot of old dudes, but there's also like, uh, I know they at least started this program too now, where uh, four players that it's like uh, not a, but they basically have like a conference of here's how to get in the front office side of things. They do like a seminar for them um, because I think more and more are getting into the scouting. Like Chuck Hayes, Nazi Muhammad are the two that immediately came to mind just former Kentucky guys that have done it but hell didn't Rex Chapman was doing that for a little while um you know I mean right when he got out of the league you know a decade ago um but still like I, I feel like that's something that former players that's it that in broadcasting I feel like you go one of two ways you know what I mean like yeah the, the, that's the easy kind of natural transition for a lot of them and that's talking NFL and NBA scouts yeah Random that we got to that point, but hey, I do want to start hour two here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, throughout the show all day, get your texts in to the Thornton's text line 502 414 Shout out Kelly Leonardo and Alice Cupper. Thornton's perfect for your Friday pick me up, whether it's coffee or a delicious dessert or morning snack, they've got it all at Thornton's, which are conveniently located basically everywhere. You can't go too far without running into a Thornton's. They're going to have the nicest the nicest interiors. The bathrooms aren't gross and slimy. Thornton's, it's amazing. Check it out. And then te- ch- check out the text line, 502-414-1450. Great hearing from John on the Home Field Apparel Pick'em Contest. If you didn't hear his picks, he's rolling with Auburn plus five versus Texas A&M. He's going the Cats versus Tennessee in the Pick'em. And then his lock of the week, Ole Miss, given nine and a half versus Liberty. A lot of points. And he just needs to get one to tie Morpheus. Two would put him in the lead for the PTs. Not PTs anymore. Home Field Apparel's picks of the week. They're out, baby. You're out of here. And go to homefieldapparel.com and check out their UK collection because, goodness gracious, it's amazing. Man, really is. Especially ahead of the holiday season. So go check them out. This is not and, and I, this is not a joke, but I'd say I, I hit at about a 70% success rate of getting a compliment if I'm wearing one of my two Home Field Apparel outfits. I have another one that doesn't get as many. It still gets some. But I've got this hoodie, and I've got this T-shirt, and if I'm wearing them, I'm get somebody saying something. A Cats fan is like saying something. Maybe you don't want that. Maybe you want to lay low. If so, maybe home field's not for you. But if you want to wear clothes that that get some get some looks, home field apparel's where it's at. Roush, do you when you wear your home field stuff, do you get looks? Suck it, buddy. Let's get to this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. A texter says, meanwhile, the Reds will up the price of beer from 10 bucks to 20 A frustrated Cincinnati Reds fan. Yeah, Castellanos. He gone. There are many of us. That's a long drive to center field. Uh, Deep left field. Deep left, deep left field. I don't know if I'm going to be doing this anymore. 
<laughs> just one of the all times. Joe Utley is fixing to take TJ behind the bushed and give him a few lashings for that unnecessary <laughs> crushing last week. That's a good text into the into the Thornton uh, text. You got begrudged, buddy. I, I very begrudged that they showed Joe Utley on the TV. I actually still haven't gotten over it. Oh man! And if they dare Poor show man. anybody from Miles College on a split screen today, I. I swear to everything that's holy. You just watch it. You think you've seen Begrudged. I remember being in school and having to read aloud to the class turn by turn and seeing the word chaos for the first time. I pronounced it chouse with the most confidence, (laughs) and then the class laughed. Can't remember the sentence, so I was so confused at the time why it made no sense to me. Did you guys ever read ahead to see what area you were going to have to read out loud, or was I that stupid, LOL? Of course, everybody did. Everybody had. And, Roush, I don't know if you're grade school, and I guess most people call it middle school, but even elementary, but just grade school in general. Did Was there just in a insane amount of out loud class reading because there yeah, was for yeah. me there was a lot of uh for us i remember the the most we probably did it and the most that i got in trouble for it was uh second grade reading little house on the prairie books because i was a good reader and when kids like i was a total jerk about it when kids would like stutter or whatever i wasn't uh billy madison today junior but i would just like Say out loud what the word is when people were struggling and the teacher would get mad at me. Oh, Roush, so smart. Such a bully. <laughs> we, we, th- that's what I was going to say, though. It just opened up the avenue for so much teasing, and this texter falls in line with it. Unfortunately, I, I, I hate it. I hate it now looking back, but there's this kid in grade school who had a very tough time reading. He'd always have to read out loud. It wasn't very fair to him because he – clearly struggled and then he'd just get teased for like on end so justin is that a peaking thing as well oh yeah i mean every everybody had to read to me that's just the teachers being lazy no i agree it's being lazy and it's just setting kids up to get picked on which you should try to do as little as that as possible i don't know i'm about a little just kidding <laughs> no I, I i i think that some of it was you have to practice reading and you can't give everybody one-on-one time so that's the best way to do it is just as a full class that, that's, that's probably, my guess there's probably true but maybe like do breakout groups so you're like hey you four you need to read this chapter alternate every other two paragraphs or something like that and then you four that way if you get a real goof bachette incident you don't have every like 30 kids laughing at you Um, but yes texter i would read ahead and you saw a reason why yesterday oh the uh the the thing that i the most relatable this was to me is i had to take a spanish class in college and you had to ask at least one question like that was part of the rule was you had to participate and ask at least one question or respond to one thing in every single class it was a 9 a.m. class, so I would always try to figure out, all right, what's my sentence going to be? What's All right, let's let's plan ahead here. And uh, one Friday morning, I was you know feeling a little under the weather. Uh, sinus headache, I think one might call it. Uh, but I, I, th- I thought of my reply, and then she immediately retorted and asked me a question. And I just was, uh, uh, <laughs> I got nothing for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, senorita. 
You couldn't even say Lo Siento? Oh man, it was so bad. I just I it was just like I, I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> Most of my I I took many, many years of Spanish, can say very little in Spanish. Very little. A texter said, Oh, hey, by the way, random note yesterday from yesterday. Guess who I guess who I saw out and about in the streets of Louisville? Not Trevor Kelsey. A former famous coach. Uh, well, current, still famous, former coach. Papa John? Was Papa no. John a former famous coach? He's famous. Uh, oh, he had he those commercials formerly... with Peyton Manning. Yeah. Um, Denny Crum. Ding, John ding, L. ding. Denny Crum. Oh, wow. Wow. And he was looking great. Like he was moving easy, walking, doing. I thought he was in kind of rough shape. Denny Crum doing well. Good for Denny. It was cool running into him. Like, you know, that's one that that coach has two national championships, neither one taken away for what it's worth. Yeah, it's true. And here he is, just at the old same place I'm at. Man. Did you go up and talk to him? Introduce yourself? No, he he was holding court. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha. I've met him. I've I've met him before. And it, you know, a lot of people in Louisville have ran into Denny Crum. But it, it just, I, I thought he was, I thought, you know, he had had that, he had had some medical. He had a stroke while like hunting and was perfectly fine. Like, I think he was hunting in Alaska, had a stroke. He was, he was and... wearing an Alaska sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, God, God like, loves Alaska. The hospital and he was just like, oh, I'm good. And he was back to fishing, you know, like a week later. Yeah, he's up there with the boys at Kearns. They were having, they were enjoying their their life and having one of the best burgers, probably the best burger in town. Uh, that being said, Denny Crum, why don't you hit up Salsaritas too? Salsaritas, fantastic. There's rumors on the street that like National Nacho Day is coming up. Yeah, National Nacho Day is tomorrow. The perfect time to get a nacho table tailgate for your tailgate at Kroger Field, or if you're watching from home, just get it at home. While you're watching the Cats, while you're watching a little Breeders' Cup, the races are going to be on all day, all night. Go ahead, get you some of those wildly addictive chips along with that hot salsa, fresh guacamole, and wonderful queso. Salsaritas is the best of the best. Celebrate National Nacho Day in style with Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. We love our Salsaritas. Remember, next Friday, folks, we're all going. We're, we're all going. going to Salsaritas. Of course, not necessarily together, but just make maybe we'll run into each other. You never mm-hmm. know. Cool. Definitely could happen. No doubt about okay. that. Uh, what do we got next on the Thornton's text line? The uniform has to be a, a blue chrome helmet, right? Yeah, but they would pra- they would have practiced in that, right, Roush? Yeah, yeah. And you all um, would have caught wind of that. N- now, granted... This is the first week they switched up media ops uh, because it's getting darker earlier. They're like, well, we don't want y'all doing interviews inside. So we're moving to Zoom. So we we actually wouldn't have seen them walking off the field with them on um, because nobody's been at practice this week. So, yeah, but don't you think somebody would see something or there'd be a picture out there from somewhere or something? If it was no. helmets, there would be pictures out on some sort of social media. I like, love that we're all like, Getting our hopes up on it, though. Yeah, there's Let's, there's just not... I I give it a 2% chance that there's actually new uniforms being worn this weekend. No faith in wow. new uniforms being worn. That's, pretty, that's pretty wild. That's, uh, that is 
that it's going to get people upset. Just don't, I just don't anticipate it at all. What do we got next on the Thornton's text line? What would you set the over under on the number of injuries slash leg cramps? Wink, wink. Timeouts for the UK against Tennessee's up tempo offense. Oh, cannot wait. It's going to be just cramping left and right in 35 degree weather. I would set it at nine and maybe take the over. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. There's going to be a lot. So look forward to it, folks. Look forward to it. Text on in 502-414-1450. Let's hope Kentucky doesn't get called for a penalty on that when that happens, by the way. Because they can. Have you ever seen somebody get called a penalty for it? Yeah, which means Kentucky's definitely going to get one. <laughs> you yeah, can, not a bad point. You can uh you can set your you can set your watch to it that there's going to be that they're going to get called. And the, to some degree, we we got it. We do need to figure something out about that. Like Kentucky utilizes it. They clearly have a system. I'm fine with it. Most teams do it. Whatever. It's kind of what it, what you're going to question if somebody's actually hurt. How dare you? But there are easy fixes to it, Roush. You go out of play, you're you're out the next ten plays. Ten and if you're plays. It, ten yeah. plays, that yeah, is ridiculous. Why? Maybe like three or four, I could say. But ten, get, get off but, the field. Get off the field. If, what if you really are just cramping though? Then then you probably need what you probably need at least three or four to do it, and then just to be safe, we're going to throw in extra ones. What if we're, you we're get, gonna, we, you, what you if you get keep... sack-tapped and you just need to take a break? No, this is part of the game, TJ. No, no. no. absolutely not. I disagree wholeheartedly. Fake injuries are part of the game. We and don't need to get rid down, of them. And it, slows, it. and it slows down the game. It's just it's, college yeah. football is already too long. It's annoying. It, it's I get it. You know, again, and who who's going to question if an injury, injury is actually legit? But guess what? That's going to put a stop to it. Either people are actually going to be hurt, and if they are, then 10 plays is nothing. You're going to need plays to, to be able to. It doesn't need to be put a stop to. It's part of the game. It absolutely it's, needs to have a stop no. put to it. It makes college football less fun to watch. So things oh, that no, make college no, football no. things that make college football Disagree less fun to watch need to be changed. I understand that, but you don't have a good reason for it besides no, it's, our, no, it's no. just part of the rule. It's part of the game. Yeah, that's, a, that's terrible I, rationale, and like always, yeah. you get dominated in a one-on-one no. I agree with you, TJ. However, 10 plays is a little egregious. I mean, that can be three drives at some that, places. That's fine. Yeah. If somebody's, act- that's, that's if, crazy. If somebody's actually, I mean, no, it can't be three drives. I, I mean, it, I mean, it could, it could, you couldn't come in until the third drive if you got two, four, could, or two, three it, and outs. It could be two, three and outs, but fine. If you're actually hurt, you're going to need the, those plays. And if you're faking it, then good. Stop faking it and you won't have to sit out. I'm on board with three and four, not 10. No, because then you just have the worst player on the defense do it, and nobody's going to care. They're not going to mind if they have to have the worst player sit out three or four plays. But 10 is substantial for anybody. Because if that if you're having your worst player take a dive to slow them down, which make no mistake about it, teams would still do this, Roush. If a player had to sit out, they're still doing it. They're just going to have to figure out what player they can live without for a little bit. They they need to do something to slow it down. Or call or start or start calling the penalties. Although that's going to be that's that's a dangerous game because they're going to call a penalty when somebody's actually hurt and it's going to just cause absolute chaos. This is an easier, safer way to do it. If you don't like ten, then let's at least start with five. But you can't do three or four. That's that's not going to stop. I just don't see what the problem is. Like it what? makes the game less fun. It slows down the game. It's- too. It's that it's subjective. The fun's it's the not sub- the that is factual. I love it. I that is love factual. It there's a fake injury. It's hilarious. That's the dumbest. Totally, that is the dumbest thing no, I've ever heard. I, I, 
Nope. That's I, the, that is that is no, the dumbest this thing is I've the ever dumbest heard. Thing. No, 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 no. Put you my foot down. Nope. Listen, fake injuries are great. Listen to love what you it. said. You Can't said get enough of it. You said that you loved fake injuries. Yep. Love it. Who likes Give me more of them? Is that your favorite part of the game when they yep. stop playing Can't football? Wait. So people can actually, lay on the ground? Actually, my favorite part is when people boo uh, the fake injuries and then people get like even more upset over it because it's so stupid. Like, obviously, they're faking the injury just to get a breather. Like, I, I would almost guarantee somewhere along the line, you've complained about either with basketball teams muddying up the game against Kentucky and just turning it into a foul fest, or I bet somewhere along the line you've complained about fake injuries. And slowing down momentum. I would almost maybe like seven, eight years ago, but like at this point, it's really so common. Like this is not anything new to the game of football. Nobody says it is, but that that makes it all the worse. We're we're sick of it. We're ready to not have college football, which is already yourself. We are not. I am going to enjoy every time it happens Saturday night. Well, uh, if Kentucky gets a penalty on it, I'm going to be livid. It's never going to happen, TJ. Never going to happen. I will give you $100 if it happens Saturday night, and you don't have to give me anything if it doesn't happen. I think it's I'm not going to call a penalty on that's, a fake that's great. deal. I'm, I'm in on that deal. Lock yeah. it in. Lock it up. We've got it set in stone. Uh, I've got this weird feeling Kentucky's going to get called for it on Saturday. Kentucky's been flirting with fire with it. They've kind of been caught They're doing not. It. They're not. They're, no, because it happens in every single college football game in America. There, there's not like some sort of like, uh-oh, they're going to get caught this time. No, it's it's a part of football at every level except the NFL. Because their rules it? are different there. Why don't they do it in the NFL? Because teams or players are so good, you can't Man, just the tempo most, yourself. The, the, yeah, definitely you can't don't. just run yeah. tempo on, in the NFL <laughs> no-huddle offense. The run and shoot it. Sam Weiss ain't oh, walking baby. through that door. Yeah, the best product. Let's definitely not try to mold our game towards that. The because one that the is the quickest are, and nobody, the most watchable. Let's 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 steer clear of that and let's make sure we have five-hour-long college football games because everybody loves those. Rouse, yeah, because, you embarrassed. No, see, TJ, you're acting like, too, that teams could run the tempo in the NFL. They can't because players are too good for it. Like, like it's not a problem because it can't become a problem. You, like, the whole point of doing this is to slow down another team's tempo. Nobody runs tempo unless it's no huddle two minute. And that's not even, that's not even a thing. Yeah, no. It's not only tempo, Roush. People that are just getting absolutely gashed will do it as well. Yeah, but it's mostly against tempo teams. I would say majority, yes. But yeah, that's why but you're going to see it more Saturday. Yeah, and that's you got to get rid of it, and they'll do something about it eventually, and everybody's going to be happy except for you, I suppose. What a nope. weird, what a weird shtick, as the kids would say. And not I think it's a weird shtick to get mad at it when it's clearly been a part of the game for about a decade now. And, and it's college not going football anywhere. games, not going anywhere. College football games get longer and longer. They need to stop stopping the clock after first downs, and they need. Uh, to figure out a way to kind of slow down the, the fake injuries. And I think that is the easiest way to do it. All right, you got hurt? Go sit out five, ten plays. Come back in afterwards. It'd be, a, I think you'd see a, a decrease. They wouldn't kill it because they'd still have teams, they'd just tell their worst player to go down that's on the field out there, and they wouldn't have any issues with it. But it'd slow down a little bit, and I think that'd be important. All right, fun debate, fun discussion. Let's go to our last break, and then we come back and we get our home field picks of the week. Yeah, um, and uh, during the break, I'm just going to watch Shea Gilgis-Alexander hit a shot from half court to beat the Lakers. Just Whoa, I didn't know this. Just threw it down on the table against him. Really told him to suck it. That dude is so good. Is so good. Was at Kentucky as well. 
Hour one done, hour two halfway done. KRC's final segment returns after this. Because here at Kentucky Roll Call, we're better than you, and we know it. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM. Keep getting your texts into the Thornton's text line. Download the Thornton's app and become a rewards member. Refresh your rewards. You'll save a few cents on the gallon. Those add up. And if you travel around a lot, you may as well be saving a little bit here and there. Every chance you can get. We'll have Adam Luckett on here soon. Home field picks of the week. I'll give you an update on the scoreboard. Our leader, Roush, 16 and 11. Percentage getting a little worse. Uh, mm-hmm. Lucky for him, everybody's is. Justin and I are tied at 15 points. He has the tiebreaker, a slightly better record at 12 and 15. Gross. Man, that's my, bad. My 11 and 16, super gross. But everybody... Pull over if you're driving, because what I'm about to tell you is terrifying. <laughs> Luckett is five and twenty-two. We gave him zero and three last week. Oh my gosh! But even oh. before that, he's five and nineteen, folks. Yeah, he's got that's... six points on the year, which is a third of the leader, which kind of speaks to how badly we've all been picking a little bit. Roush was yeah, doing good it, there for a while, but an zero and three right, week last right. week. I didn't like last week's board. I, I think I only bet two games. I, I Yeah, I don't even know if I bet my entire home field picks card on myself because I was just not liking the board. But I, I, I like some teams out here this week, feeling a little bit better about uh, where things stand. So, so Nick uh, has 16 or 18? He has 18 points. We're three behind. JK47. Mm-hmm. One, one right. more week. Let's uh, make these quick. Roush, go ahead and get us started. Um, okay, I will get us started with uh, – no, I'm going to make that one my lock. But I, I don't know what it is, but I just can't – Wake Forest is 8-0 and they're getting points. I, it's a fishy kind of line, but I just think Wake Forest is a better football – like they, they can outscore North Carolina. They can. Um, so I, I'm taking Wake Forest – Plus two and a half at UNC. They keep the train rolling with like a 70-point game. That's uh, that 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 over. Man, there could be a ton of points in that game. So Wake Forest, Demon Deacons. Plenty of candidates for this team, but UNC seems to be as uh, disappointing of a college football team this season as it gets. Adam Luckett, how are you, buddy? Good. We'll have more on that game, but a little bit later on. That's oh. what we call the Luckettees, baby. All right, Justin, you've got the tiebreaker. Go second. All right, I am going to go. Nebraska's been playing a lot better lately, and the hook on this game scares me a little bit. I wish I had it at 14, but give me Ohio State minus 14 and a half. Okay, uh, I don't like that bet, but probably good news for you uh, with, the way <laughs> I've been, with the way I've been picking and just generally reading overall lately. Uh, my first one, I'm going to Papa John's, Papa Murphy, Golden Eagle, Mating, Statue Stadium, and I'm taking Louisville plus four. I, I think this is mm-hmm. one Satterfield steals, weirdly. 
I, I, they they weren't all that great against NC State, but mostly that was turnover driven. And besides that, they they played NC State pretty tough uh, heading into that fourth quarter. I think this is just like the game that keeps Satterfield around another year. I bet it comes down to the wire. Could definitely see Clemson winning, but plus four, I think, is kind of a, a safe bet here. So I'm taking the cards plus the points. Famous last words, maybe, but I'm, that's what I'm rolling with. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I am also with Scooter here. I'm laying it with Ohio State. They've been great on the road under Ryan Day. Um, it just feels feels like Nebraska. It's just it feels like the time to fade them after another disappointing huge loss. So lay the points with Ohio State minus fourteen and a half. This ain't good. <laughs> <laughs> this an L. <laughs> Oh, that's Man. good, clean fun. All right, uh, let's Roush. What's what's your second pick? Um, I think my second pick. I'm even though I'm a little worried about this being a sluggish kind of bounce back. Indiana stinks. They're really bad at the game of football. Uh, they beat they beat Michigan last year. Uh, I think Michigan's going to remember that, and they're going to take them out behind the woodshed and go hang twenty on them. So give me Michigan minus twenty over the Hoosiers. Okay. I have written it down. Scoots? All right. I'm going to go give me Georgia Tech plus 10. They're at Miami. Miami hasn't impressed anyone this year. Neither has Georgia Tech. I could be missing some major injury news here, but 10 points for Georgia Tech. Give me that all day. Uh, I know they haven't looked overly sharp as of late, but I I think this will be – a send a message to the committee type of game. Give me Cincinnati minus 22 and a half. Absolutely huge spread, but I like it against Tulsa. Yeah, they've got a message to send. They're going to try to win that one by 50. Tulsa is okay. You know, they're all right. They've got some of the best jerseys in the game. My favorite former SEC program. There's no denying that, but Cincinnati's going to win by a very, very large margin. As a matter of fact, I almost kind of want to make this one my lock, but oh, well. Mm -hmm. Tough taters. Tulsa, I think you're thinking of Tulane. Yeah, sorry. I was thinking of Tulane. Yeah. Tulsa, uh, also great jerseys, but I was totally thinking of Tulane that entire Man, bit. The entire I've been, bit. I've been chasing Cincinnati in the big spreads the last two weeks. I don't know if I can do it three, but this is probably where they do get right and win by a million. So I just think the committee stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't care if it was Tulane, Tulsa, whoever it was. But yeah, I was definitely thinking they were playing Tulane. So <laughs> hand, up, hand, hand up on that one. Lockett, what's mm-hmm. your number two? I also like Cincinnati a lot, but uh, that was probably my fourth favorite play this week, so it's not going to make this cut here. But give me Oklahoma State uh, laying three and a half. West Virginia off a big win against Iowa State last week, uh, but I don't think they can do it two weeks in a row. So give me the Cowboys. I think we're going to see a huge bedlam here at the end of the year as Oklahoma State and Oklahoma are probably the two best teams in the Big 12. I like that one. Lock it. All right, time to lock it up, Roush. Ooh, I'm locking it up with Gavin Wimsett and the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers, plus 13. Uh, Wimsett actually got in the game last week for a little bit, which is pretty crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think a guy got hurt, right, Luckett, and he just came in for like a play or two? Yeah, he came in for a series, and he completed a fourth down pass. Yeah, so. Or something. Good for him. That is wild. Yeah, should still be in high school, and he's out there completing passes in the Big Ten. But I'm just more or less fading Wisconsin. Uh, being double-digit favorites, I, even if it is Rutgers, that defense is good enough. I don't trust Wisconsin's offense enough to cover 13 points. So give me the Scarlet Knights plus 13 in Piscataway. 
Okie dokie, have it written down. Justin, why don't you lock it up, buddy? All right, just realized I picked three road teams this week, so that's a little concerning. Um, but I'm going to go with the Thundering Herd of Marshall, minus one at Florida Atlantic. Like lock it. it up. I like it. What's up with that? Will just, somebody tell me why you all like it? I mean, Marshall's just been – they put up some points on some pretty decent teams this year. I, I just like Marshall. I always have. Growing up as a kid, I was a – I always like the green of Marshall, the thundering herd, as you call them. Yeah, I, I don't know. I doubt something tells me just go with them, so I'm going with them. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. All right, time to lock it up. This one, I've never been more sure about a lock. My locks have not been nearly as good this year as they were last year. That's disappointing. This one is an absolute guarantee. You can take it to the bank. I'll probably oh, wow. even put it out there on Twitter, which generally backfires for me when I do my locks on Twitter. That's okay. You got to keep firing. I've never been more sure of a bet in my life. Tennessee, Kentucky, over 56. There's going to be points. There's going to be points tomorrow night, folks. I like that. I, I think Tennessee is going to be able to score on UK, and I think UK is finally going to kind of get their – get a little bit of their confidence back on offense. The I think uh, the offensive line is going to be able to create some holes. I think we'll, I, I think the passing game is going to look good. I think this offense looks a little better at home, and they're back at home. So there's going to be a lot of points. 56 and a half, not nearly enough. Lock it up. For me, I like North Carolina a lot here this week. The unranked team is favorite for a reason. So give me Sam Howe on the hills, laying two and a half this win, and let them have them salvage kind of what's been a bad season. Wake's kind of been playing with fire, bad defense. So give us a little lock fight between me and Nick Roush. North Carolina minus two and a half. Suck your kid. I like that. I like that bet, by the way, Lockett. I think that is – I think Wake Forest is okay. They're just your typical, like, above-average ACC team, but certainly not beyond just losing to another above-average ACC team, North Carolina. So – uh, I like it. I like it. I like all of our picks this week. Lucky, what I'd like you to do now is tell me about this Kentucky-Tennessee game. How you feeling? Yeah, I think you bring up a good point, TJ, about scoring points. Josh Heupel, whenever his teams lose, um, the other team is scoring a bunch of points. They're averaging like 38 points per per win against him. Um, only one team scored less than 30 um, in a loss in his coaching career. So to beat them, you do have to score. You have to play kind of keep away. Um, I mean, you have to score some points. You're not going to go out and win a game 21-17 to 17 playing an offense like this. But I think it's a really good spot for Kentucky. Um, back-to-back losses. Now, all of a sudden, the talk – last week, the talk was, you know, Kentucky's a great team. We're potentially going to go to the playoff. We've got this great team. And now the talk this week is kind of like, oh, they're ruining it again. Oh, Kentucky football. Yada, yada, yada. You're seeing the line drop crazy. Um but Tennessee is coming off a bye week this week. They're banged up. They only practice twice during the bye week. Wow. So I think the shoe wow. could be on the other foot this week. Um, I think you could see Tennessee struggle to tackle. I think you could see an angry Kentucky team. An angry Kentucky team usually means they're going to come out and really try to run the ball down your throat. I think Kentucky comes out, kind of controls the game. Tennessee does have success on offense, um, especially on the perimeter. Uh, Kentucky's gonna, corners are going to struggle. But I think you see the defense make just enough stops with that kind of bend but don't break attack, which is going to look better, a little bit better this week because Tennessee lives off deep shots and Kentucky's going to take that away. I just think you see a, a motivated game from Kentucky and I think you see them jump out to a big lead. Tennessee comes back late, but I think they hold on. And I just love this one. Woo! 
Bucks. I love it. I love it. Absolutely love it. You going to be out in the red lot tomorrow, Luckett? Yeah, I'll be out and about. Okay. All right. That's not talk Roush on the way up with our Wake Forest, North Carolina wager. What time's that game at Wake Forest, North Carolina? Noon. Mm-hmm. So you all may be oh, right for the end of it. Oh man, oh, I don't know what time you all are going. Cannot now, wait but... until wake back doors. Oh gosh, <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be glorious. You all should put a little side coin on it. Why the hell not? I can't wait to lose or this bet. the loser. Forty eight. <laughs> the the loser has to drive home. <laughs> yeah, the loser has to drive home. That would work as well. Uh, everything else going well, Luckett? Yeah, I'll go it on my end. Good, good deal. All right, well, we'll see you in the red lot tomorrow. Thanks for coming on. Everybody, make sure you're following along. I know all the KRC listeners already are, are but uh, Adam Luckett, the best. We'll see, you. we'll see you tomorrow, buddy. See you, guys. All right, let's finish up this Thornton's text line. We got a lot of text to go. All right, let's get down to it. Uh, oh, we got a text from John, too? Oh, that's great. John here, good morning to all. No crazy dress up, but my ace has got the victory. Proud shout out to my son for waking up for wrestling practice early, already in the gym, trying to get better. Okay, I have our cats football by 10 and basketball cats by 25 plus. Let's go. I'm ready to for this weekend. Expectations are high for the basketball team, and they should be. We cannot have a repeat of last season. If we do, well, I'm not going to say it. So, got to go. Talk to you later. Have a great weekend. Yeah, I never really got around to my point that John made on the phone. Always great hearing from John. Text, call, whatever it may be. I... It brings up a good point. I kind of alluded to it. But if Kentucky loses to Duke, there, people are going to be annoying. We'll, we'll get that. That happens. But he's right. If they lose to Duke and then they just don't look super sharp, even if they win by 10, 20 points, but if it's just kind of ugly offense, scoring in the 60s, maybe low 70s is kind of the best it gets, fans are going to be very, very – like it's going to be a sensitive, fragile season, Roush where if things kind of start to go south, I think people are going to think back to last year, have some PTSD, and it's going to get ugly. Let's all try to do our best just to remain patient. Remember, March is a long ways away. That being said, I think they beat Duke. And if they don't, I'll be upset because I hate losing to Duke. Not a team I think I hate more losing to in all of sports than Duke basketball. Yeah, Duke Duke basketball, the worst. Duke baby, the best. Absolutely. Duke baby, very cute, cute big baby. Uh, just like his dad. A texter says, "I don't want, <laughs> I don't want you fellas to feel besheded by me, but I just realized that you all use the word folk, folks more than a Dollywood parking lot tram driver. Endearing trait, folks. It's inclusive, folks. Yeah. Like I really wish Jeff Probe said, "Come on in, folks." <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if I Jeff Probe's West Coast." elitist Jeff Probst, I don't think he uses the term folks. And I think y'all is also pretty inclusive, right? Like, come on in, y'all. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. But if you don't have a good time saying folks, you just, you're not living right. Give it a shot. Hey, folks. TC from Lexington here, boys. Respect your opinion on Tennessee or Duke win, but I have to go with the Duke win. Last chance to get revenge on Duke from the beatdown and to leave a sweet taste of victory in our mouths for months, knowing we spoiled the opening night of Kay's nauseating farewell tour. Great oh, point. Oh, man. Um, that is a great point. I, I, I saw where Dick Vitale said he's not going to be able to make it, oh. so that's going to be one part. Like I, I hate that Dickie V's not there, but, man, that – it's going to be so 
so, so, so annoying. And I'm just nothing can prepare you for how disgusting and gross they're going and how thick they're going to lay on the Coach K bull crap. Um, do we do we think Cal does gives him a gift or does oh, anything yeah. like that? Yeah, it'll it'll be and Kentucky is gonna like tweet out classy, respectful things. And, no, and honestly, UK, I may need to like call Eric Lindsay or Beisner very quickly because listen, UK, that's gonna set a precedent that every team's gonna feel like they're gonna have to do that. Yeah. What if we all just ignored him? How hilarious yep. would that be? And listen, he certainly is one of the best coaches of all time. That being said, what if we just ignored him though? What if yeah. we didn't we, do be nice to he, him after he's gone? Okay, yeah. that's why they have funerals. It's for after you're dead, not while you're still alive. So we're gonna give Coach K's eulogy after his season's over. It, we we just Kentucky's gonna do it. Don't like they may as go as far as like doing a video like on their Twitter page. Don't do that. Don't do a gift. If like you know they're gonna meet before the game like they always do. That's fine. And Cal can say comments. That's cool too. But let's just ignore them. That would be amazing. Did you see what they did at like Duke's little Midnight Madness thing? He looked like a a, a dictator. Oh no! Did they? Uh, they had like, they, like pump, they had like a they had like a video effect, but it was basically just these like huge banners of his face. It, it looked. I mean, it really did. It looked like a like a famous dictator had passed it's away. The, this is the. Uh, well, I'm not very good with my. Um revelations but that's definitely a sign that hell is coming right like satan is here yes he's the devil and he's here to take over <sighs> worse me, 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 me. tc brings up a good point but I, I think big picture you gotta think tennessee kentucky could always potentially get duke in the tournament and how sweet would that be all of us would pick if we could either beat duke in the tournament or beat them on tuesday obviously everybody's taken the tournament. So that could still potentially be a possibility. Most likely wouldn't happen, but mm -hmm. uh, TC brings up a good point. It's a tough one. We, we just need to get both of them. He, he, we need sweet, sweet revenge for the bad stretch we had in 2018. Let's turn it around. He also made the point, and with all the new coaches in the Blue Bloods, I think that win would symbolically show Cal snatching that on her back that he is the captain now. <laughs> I'm the captain. Look at me. I'm the captain. Suck it, uh. Smokey. Yeah, big time suck it. People smoky. forget that one time Baylor played Tennessee. I talk about this frequently, but Baylor played Tennessee in a football game, and Baylor had a live bear on the mascot, and it scratched and I think killed Smokey. And then one time UK stole Smokey. Remember that, Roush? Oh, man, that was great. Also, somebody sent uh, Tyler a picture uh, of their dog taking a dump at Neyland Stadium. <laughs> on the field. Oh, that may have to get... Oh, that's yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah, yeah, that's gonna go on the Kentucky Roll Call Facebook page. Um, and Texter on the third sex line says another thing. Justin says a lot, and I know it's more of a northern thing. Is Gizo oh, Pete? Yeah, I definitely say Gizo oh, Pete a lot. Uh, my high school football I like coach Pete. was a big Gizo oh, freaking Pete. I'm a <laughs> but you, I like Gizo Pete. You texted me Gizo oh, Pete in a text last night, Ralph. Wow. Yeah, I called you Flaky McFlakerson, you flaker. You did. <laughs> wow. We about fought. At least you got the invite, Justin. <laughs> we had we had beach volleyball last night, and guess what? It didn't start till 1030. No, it started. It was actually the most on time just because people couldn't wait to get out of there. It was so cold. So cold. So very cold. 
I didn't have any sand socks either, and that wasn't very good. Oh, gosh. Yeah, those are brutal. Without and, and, folks, we've got two more weeks of it. It's not even. Oh, my we're God. Not, we're, <laughs> I know. How is that possible? <laughs> what volleyball league goes into mid to late November? Gosh. We're playing on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Seriously. And the sand is so hard. It's just, I'm just going to wear shoes. Like, it'd just be better to wear shoes. Yeah, it's not yeah, like I'm, I'm, lo- sure. I'm losing any traction or anything like that. Although, man, I had I think my highlight volleyball play last night. It was really sweet. I won't uh, I won't share the details, but it was cool. Yeah, good. God, it was I've still fun. got it. I've still got it, Roush. Uh, whoopsie! Sorry for the call. <laughs> the text line. What I let JK forty seven down. <laughs> that you did. <laughs> It's really annoying. Uh, I'm confused. Roush's former ex-boss keeps saying Sharp won't be able to make nil because he's from Canada. So whichever of my two favorite shows is correct will now be my official source. Good luck to the both of you. Isn't he playing currently playing basketball in America? Not that that you know the profiting and being able to make money with visas or whatnot. I don't know the deals, but I, I would imagine if he's coming in early, he's going to be making money. Seems like common sense. And why don't we fix things so people can make money? That doesn't seem to make sense. Just tax it. Drush there. Is Justin there? I'm here. Not sure what's going Sorry, on. Sorry, guys. I, I don't I don't know <laughs> what, what do you happened. Do? I got I got <laughs> unplugged. I don't <laughs> gosh. Technology Stupid. hard. Texter says don't normally get to listen live 4 30 a.m. Pacific time. Some would say specific time. But I'm on the way to the airport to fly to Lexington. Big extreme sounds good. Let's go cat suck at Vols. Wow, great. Safe travels. You may already be in the air, but uh thanks for listening. Glad you were able to listen live and how sweet. You get to be back in Lexington. I'm sure that's going to be a big deal for you. Uh, I imagine you're going to the game. you got to cheer the Cats on big time. Woo. Yeah, yeah I, great, also, uh, I, I think I got so floored by that text because I actually had somebody in my DMs. You, they Shane Sharp is not Canadian. Like He just plays there. Like It's not... You can't make money if you're on a student visa as an international person, but he's not. He will not be. He's an American citizen. So. Isn't that dumb, though, that you wouldn't be able to make money on a student visa? Like, why? Uh, the the thing is that they just have restrictions because they don't want people to come in and take our gerbs. Yeah, you can't have people just sneaking in and taking our gerbs. Uh, well, let's bring up the border crisis. <laughs> I'm pretty text- sure that... Yeah, let's, let's but that's dumb. That. I, student student visas, you should be able to make money. And I, I, I think, don't know the sharp situation. I'm I, out of the recruiting game, baby. I think you can in limited capacities, but there's a lot of hoops you kind of have to Under the through. table. Yeah. Under the table. There we go. Every time Nick tells a story from his high school, it makes me like him less and less. Seemed like the worst person in high school in a stereotypical D-bag jock <laughs> in movies. Oh, he was. Totally. Well, it, the thing is, too, is I totally play that up, even though that was not the case. But definitely play that up. I I think it was the case. No, 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 no. Like I was like the nice guy in my group of friends. No, maybe I was just friends. Like I, we were all bullies. I was just <laughs> the least bully. Or okay, you know? yeah, yeah, that makes sense. 
I mean, I mean, if you didn't Justin, bully, anytime we hang out, I mean, like, good, healthy bullying is a part of every group of friends, you know? Like, you you got bullied, I'm sure, TJ, whenever you said Chouse or Bashed. No, like, Bichette. we're going to bully you. Um, yes. The, the Bashed one, that really stuck with me all day yesterday. It's, <laughs> it's going to be tough to overcome that. A, a texter, I mean, me and my buddies were the jocks in high school, and we did these things to the people who had trouble reading or the nerdy kids. Oh, nice. In high school, though, you were still reading a lot. We, we, we didn't do as much of that. We school. maybe did it. Yeah, maybe, maybe here or there, but it definitely wasn't nearly as common. Yeah, yeah. So soccer guy TJ is complaining about another sports player's faking injuries. Let me know when soccer figures it out first. God, suck it so much, TJ. Thank you, Texter. What are you talking Like, what a dumb text. No offense to the Texter. Sure, the Texter. Great, great text. Part. Great text in the text. Dumb text because I hate that in soccer. It's idiotic. Soccer is embarrassing because of that. I love soccer. Very entertaining. Love watching it. But that is a terrible part of the sport. And it's also equally embarrassing that they always act like they're about to fight each other and they don't. And they're closer to like kissing than they are actually fighting. Oh, man. And I want somebody to kiss somebody once. I think it's happened. I think it's happened like several times. But that's um, terrible, Texter. I totally agree with you on that. And I hate it in college football and I hate it in soccer. The good thing about soccer, though, is the clock just keeps running. It doesn't slow down the game. So if you do it, it's annoying and we all hate it. But at least that clock is still ticking. And do they add it on in stoppage time? Stoppage time's such a fraud. We've we've, yeah. we've never really talked about that. We could save that for a summer day. But stoppage time, fraud. Fraud. Um, no, another person says never understood picking on people less fortunate. Well, I don't know. Kids are kids. They're crazy. They're dumb. I was a dumb kid. By the way, kid what is Louisville good? City's I didn't have playoff? patience. By the way, Louisville City's playoff run starts this weekend. Speaking of soccer, best of luck to them. Uh, they are they've been dominant in the playoffs in their franchise history. I think gone gone to the conference finals every single year, which is just absolutely nuts. Hey, Louisville City, why are you putting a game up against UK and U of L? U of L is at home. UK is at home. Louisville City is at home. Why are you putting that game at the exact same time that these other ones are going on? And maybe the answer is they had no choice. Whatever. If that's the case, that's fine. Maybe they didn't want to put it up on Friday nights because losing the high school crowd would be worse. Then put it on Sunday. Put it on Sunday. Don't put it up against UK or UVL. That's silly. You're, you're, it's gonna it's gonna make for a bad UVL crowd. It's gonna make for a bad Louisville City crowd. Cats will be fine though. You don't worry about the cats. Uh, Texer says, "Would you rather take a shot of whiskey or shotgun a four loco? A uh, shot of whiskey, duh. Shot of, shot like, of, yeah, that is so easy. I'm not two shotgun and four locos. Yeah, like, you know you I've never actually had a four loco. Oh, count yeah. your blessings. Yeah, um, they're terrible." Like, I wouldn't doubt if I've maybe had a sip of one, but I've definitely never had a full one because I feel like when they got super popular, Roush, and I noticed it, they became illegal. Or, like, what made them so right, crazy right. got taken out of it. Yeah, I uh, I do think that I was able to at least enjoy one or two of those, but then I had a heart hangover after drinking Four loco one night, so just never went back to it, you know? Oh, gosh. Yeah. That doesn't sound fun. Uh, Justin, fun. you have that video that I sent you? Uh, yeah, let me pull it up. Oh, what? I just I didn't know if you wanted to play it or not. Do you think what what do you think I send it to you for? All right, well here we go. Take him out of the game. Oh, is that it? 
That was it, yeah. Oh. It was only five seconds. That's why I was like, eh. It's not the full, it's not the no, full one. It's not the full. No. Another pick six. Oh, Michael Bennett's. Oh, okay. It's the, it's the, it's the Bennett burner. So, somebody took okay. that. They're, they're saying how much we whine during our show. Yeah, we whine all the time. We love whining. like some cheese with that. Not going to be whining better. on Saturday after the Cats kick Tennessee's ass, though. Man, can't wait. Going to be so much fun. I just, this is going to be the bounce back game that Kentucky needs. Suck it, balls. Go back to your good for nothing, stupid stadium. Stay there. Oh, gosh. Hate them. Oh, uh, MVP for the basketball game tonight. I'm going to say Kellen Grady hits hits several threes. He's been he's been streaky, and it hasn't been a good streaky. I think I think he hits uh, a lot of threes. Looks good. So he'll be my MVP. Cats Cruz win by 35. Uh, I am going to stay. I, I said that Dante Allen is going to go off in one of these exhibitions. Today's his 21st birthday. Why I, I should have known that it was going to be tonight against Miles College. Dante Allen is going to be money in the bank, shoddy with a drink. <laughs> Kentucky okay. wins. Kentucky wins by 42. Damian Collins, your MVP. Love it. Absolutely love it. Cats are going to beat the stinking balls, and it's going to be a really nerve-wracking game, and it's going to come down to the wire, and it may come down to the last play, and I'm going to be just losing it. That being said, Cats come out on top. They beat Tennessee. This very, very, very fun season continues, gets back heading in the right direction. Cats by one. Whoa. One point to Rue. Yeah. Um, Tennessee deceivingly scores points. Kentucky is the best defense in the SEC at limiting big plays. They're going to keep limiting them against the Volunteers. Cats win by 10. Love it. Suck it, Vols. 31 21. Every, Let's go, Cates. Everybody have a good weekend. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Oh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Be safe. Have fun. Go Cats. I got a whole lot of money. money. Y'all it for me. Bottle key, popping that water bath. Y'all are jacking. It's a party.